this episode, we spoke with Eddie White, an Australian filmmaker and artist based in Bogota, Colombia. Eddie talked through his work and the main contents he likes to cover in his artistic expression. We also spoke about his motivation to travel and then settle in Colombia. It is precisely in this country where he has discovered new artistic insights that add new dynamics to his life and create countless opportunities for him. We also covered how his personality, his Australian roots, and interest in arts have contributed to his adaptation and familiarization with the Colombian community, allowing him to creatively inform his audience in Australia and Colombia about Colombian's culture, therefore forming an increasingly large audience across both countries. Please join us in listening to his experiences and more. Eddie White, thank you very much for, for being again. For those who are um, watching or listening for the first time to this podcast, the background story is we recorded an episode almost a year ago. We had some te technical issues. Um, the recording disappeared. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, it's, it's a great pleasure to have you back uh, in the podcast, Eddie. It is it is an absolute pleasure. Uh, what's been happening? I, I think last time we spoke, you were fixing your visa. Yeah, last and, time was pre-visa, so I got my visa sorted, and then um, I I explored some more of Colombia in in. Um, oh, actually, I, I got, so I, the second thing was I got my apartment. To myself because before then I was basically house sitting for someone or well, renting someone else's apartment with all their stuff in it and then she moved out her her lease ended and then I moved in and I've made it my own and that sort of happened oh, in September yeah and then October for my 40th birthday I went to um Kakita with my best friend here oh tell me about it I haven't been to and I feel embarrassed no look I most Colombians I speak to haven't been and they don't have any um, inclination to go because of, you know, the past and, and because of the, the problems that had there with, you know, guerrillas and paramilitaries and all that kind of stuff. But I spoke to a guy on, on Instagram. I was asking, oh, what should I do for my 40th birthday in Colombia? And this, this really lovely guy called Ivan, he um, has a reserve, a natural reserve there uh, about... Okay about 35 minutes from Florencia and he showed me photos and I'm like, Oh wow, this is what I want. I want to be out in nature, you know, waterfalls, rivers, animals, that kind of stuff. And he said, yeah, come along. And, and, um, I told my friend, my best mate, who's a roller and he was not, <laughs> he was not keen on going to Kagata because of all of the, he's like, <laughs> I get kidnapped. No, I don't want to get shot. I'm like, trust me. Trust me, I'm, I'm telling him as the Australian yeah. guy. So you were convincing him, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I said, I spoke to the guy there, Florencia is safe. Um, you know, we're only going 35 minutes from Florencia. Um, you know, it's it's a safe place now. It's just that people haven't really picked that up yet, you know. Um, so he eventually said, yes, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. You know, because he'd been to Guaviare and Valpez and some other places out in the deep Amazon, but he hadn't been to Kakata. So he, um, he agreed and yeah, we, we got a flight there and it, he told me after the trip, like, thank you so much for, you know, encouraging me to do this. It was just like, it was such a cool trip. It was probably about a week or something. Okay. But 
you know, the friendliness of the people there, they, they just welcomed us with open arms and showed us, drove us everywhere and super hospitable, welcoming people. And um, I saw another kind of landscape of Colombia, which I don't think many people see because I think most people go like, you know, co like the coffee region so beautiful landscape-wise, like Caldas and some of the most beautiful places I've seen. And then Leticia and those places which I haven't been yet, but apparently they're quite flat. So it's like rivers and jungle, yeah. but it's flat. But Caquetá is like a mixture of, of Cundinamarca and the Amazon because it's got the mountains, yeah. but jungle mountains. They're not, they're not um, you know, Andean forest mountains. They're like full-on jungle mountains. And rivers and, and, and waterfalls that just they don't have anyone around there's no rubbish there's no beer bottles it's just pure nature nature yeah and spiritual like so, you know so that's how you end up in in, in Kakata. but let's go back to the beginning how do you end up in colombia what, what was the main reason uh, tell us how do you end up in 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 my country yeah well, country here in in uh, 2017 and uh, for about three weeks, because my good friend was here, and he's from um, yeah, he's from Bogota, and so we we hadn't seen each other for like a decade or something, but we'd stayed in touch on social media, and he was always saying, "Come to Colombia, come to Colombia." So I eventually came here and um, and loved the time I had here. Then like, I only went to Bogota and Cartagena, so I didn't see a whole lot, but uh, I knew I wanted to come back to visit, and I didn't sort of plan on living here or anything, and then. It was like middle of the year, 2019, <clears throat> and I was sitting at home one night and I had this epiphany, this moment of, I need to live in another country. Like it was almost like a, not like a bolt of lightning because I'd thought of it before, but it was, yeah. it was a moment. It was like, okay, I'm 38. My life here is comfortable, but I'm, I don't feel like I'm growing as a person. I feel like I'm butting against a, a bit of a wall creative yeah. not creatively like I was, I was doing all right creatively but relationships friendships a lot of, a lot of things were just like they reached a point where my friends were getting married had kids or whatever and i just felt like i needed more out of life you know yeah. Yeah. so i thought okay well maybe i'll live in buenos aires that was my first thought was because i really loved argentina but um and i loved that as a city but i didn't really know too many people that i have a few friends there and I spoke to my friend Andreas from Colombia and he said, well, why don't you come to Colombia? You can rent my apartment because I'm not going to be in it for six months. From January to June 2020, I'll be in Mexico on a, on a film shoot. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea, you know. Rent it from my friend. I can explore Colombia. And then, then my plan was to kind of explore Latin America. I, I didn't necessarily think I'd stay in Colombia for two years. Like I just didn't know at that stage. <clears throat> and then I came here a month before the the pandemic so it was like i just got out of australia yeah which is unbelievable i think like i think if i'd left two or three weeks later i wouldn't have been able to get in you know like it would have been that bit so i packed, packed up my apartment packed my bags came came to i actually went via argentina first went to iguazu falls which was incredible because it's a sort of a nicer route going via argentina stopping for a while then flying to colombia yeah. and then um Came to Colombia in, in February 2020. And yeah, and then it's so it's been over two years here. And 
<laughs> I'm curious about it. what what made you change your mind apart from you, you thought it was a, it was a, a practical decision. Okay, you, your friend yeah. is going somewhere else. I, I can stay for six months, but yeah. But what 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 made you change? Obviously, apart from the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I, I think so. So once I was here, what made me change my mind? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I was sort of stuck here either way, right? So six months. But it was cool, though, because I'd planned on staying at least three to six months. So that was kind of my plan. I thought there's a potential that I'll stay longer, but we'll see what happens with life and, and everything. And then the, 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 the lockdown happened. And what happened was it was really interesting because before the pandemic, I did have a small Colombian following that was like sm small as far as, you know, wasn't more than Australians, but I, it was definitely visible. And then I started doing some paid promotion um, posts on Instagram where I promoted some of my more kind of central tropical Latin kind of things to different Latin countries. And Colombia was the one that kept getting followers, just kept getting things. I was like, this is interesting. And so when I came to Colombia, I started drawing about Colombianas. I drew about rollers. I drew about, you know, different things about, I started a little bit about Colombia, not too much at that stage culturally, but more about the women and, and, and love and, and that kind of stuff. And that got even more followers. And suddenly I found myself with all these Colombianas who were like going crazy for my drawings, which was really cool because, you know, like I'd only been here for two or three weeks. And so what happened in the lockdown was that that just magnified because everyone was stuck on their phones and everyone, <laughs> Everyone was home from university. You know, they were bored. They they were longing for kind of a bit of flavor. And you know what I mean? And my drawings had that sort of cheeky kind of sensual thing. And they were portraying Colombianas a lot of the time. So they just really took hold of me and, and made me their own. And um, over that six months, the, the audience only grew because I started drawing more about Colombia in general, like the A to Z of Colombian things. And I got like 10,000 followers in, in two days, you know, because it hit El Tiempo, it hit Cali newspapers and radio. And, and this is all happening when I was stuck in, in Cartagena by myself. Like I literally didn't see anyone for, you know, six months and it was super surreal. But I think that that time made me fall in love with Colombia even more, especially Colombians. And, and the love that I got was, I mean, I'd never experienced that before. It was like, you know, being an artist, all you want is for people to kind of have some impact when they see your work. And it happened with some of my films in Australia. I had quite a lot of success with, with my short films. But as far as my drawings, it, it had gone all right in Australia, but it was very slow. And then here, it, just, it was like I, I landed in my, on my planet. And then, then tell, suddenly... me a little bit, tell me a little bit about your, your creative process, because people that obviously are familiar with, with your awesome work, um, they, they get this, you know, immediate attraction to the colors, uh, the lines, uh, and, and, you know, you turned the typical Colombian things into something that, wow, coming from a, a Colombian perspective, wow, like I never, you know, I never knew about all these things because yeah. uh, you, you did your research, obviously, uh, you do your research, but, but yeah. walk us through that, through that creative process. I think, I mean, I usually draw about, what I love, you know, like it's otherwise it feels like a bit of a chore, you know, like if I'm going to draw something for myself, I'll draw what I love. So whether it's um, things to do with music, dance, food, sex, music, like yeah, anything that's got 
that sort of vibrancy to it. I really love drawing. And Columbia is is such a perfect fit for all of those subject matters because it's a country full of music. It's a country full of beautiful women. It's a country full of um, amazing foods and, and wildlife and all these things. And it's it was like the collision of everything I love drawing in one place. And so... I could go to France, I could go to Italy, I could go to Sweden, I could go to any of these countries and I could find things to draw, but don't get me wrong, and I, I would love those countries too. But Colombia is just, it's, it really takes a hold of some part of you. And I've spoken to a few people who've had this same experience, so it's not just me, uh, where, you know, when you love it, you just absolutely fall in love with it. And now I can't imagine myself living anywhere else. Like I think I just have to be here. And um, to find that in my late 30s is is really cool because sometimes you think, you know, in your 20s and your 30s, oh, your 20s are going to be where you have your, all your adventures and your 30s are going to be a bit more serious and then your 40s are going to have kids. And, well, mine's been a bit like I didn't see this coming, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been the two of the best years of my life as far as creatively and um, feeling uh, – feeling love like generally feeling loved by by so many people that it feels like what a singer must feel like when they when their album goes really big in one country but not in their home country which just happens a lot doesn't it yes you know and that happened with even some of the reggaeton singers i was i was listening to this uh podcast about nicky jam and he you know couldn't get a gig in in puerto rico after his initial and then Medellin, Medellin came calling and then he became big in Medellin. So sometimes, you know, you can't be a prophet. Like, like the old saying, no one is a prophet in the world. No one, and, and, and I realized, wow, I think about all the artists I love and singers and all the ones I admire, most of them had to leave their country, you know, because, you know, like John Lennon, the Beatles, like had to leave England to become big in America and then that kind of stuff. But so, yeah, it's fascinating, fascinating thinking that your artistic home isn't necessarily where you were born. It's it's where you feel the most alive and the most um, inspired. And I wake up every day here. I've never run out of things to draw. I mean, it's the process. My process is literally just keeping my eyes and ears open. And the following you, stuff. You, you've done you've done a lot of um, you know you've done uh, a lot of uh, of the cuisine, uh, yeah. the music genres, uh, the women. Yeah, uh, but is there any particular that, that you are more inclined to do naturally? Oh, I think love, sex, relationships, women, I think it's like never-ending inspiration, isn't it? Because, you know, there's always something to draw there, you know, like like because we're always trying to work women out just like they're trying to work us out, right? So the, I drew this series, that How to Date, the Guide to Dating Colombianas, and people are like, wow, you know, you're such a, you must. You could write a book on this. That like you're a professional. I'm thinking. I'm only learning along as I go along the way. <laughs> That's why I. <laughs> you know, Colombianas are, are a very unique, um, complex, uh, fascinating group of women. Like they're not like Australian women, and they're not like. How are I, they different? I would say Colombianas are. I mean, they're very playful. You know what I mean? Like they don't take everything so seriously which is what i love about it and that's the thing in australia is that women are very beautiful there and very intelligent but they very a lot of the time they take everything very very seriously and 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 and, and often don't have like that 
that uh, passion for the simple things in life, which I think Colombian women have, whether it's food or dance or, you know, simple, simple thing, coffee, empanadas, whatever it is. So I think there's a beautiful kind of, I wouldn't say innocence because it's not like, maybe it is and maybe I'm like that. Maybe that's why I like it because I'm a little bit like a naive, like innocence in some way, like, I live my life like a child, you know, drawing every day, you know, like it's that sort of life. I don't feel like a, an adult. So I think Colombianas have that playful, youthful uh, thing and, and Colombian men too. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just obviously speaking more to women than I do to men on a daily basis, but I still have lots of good Colombian friends who are men. But um, I think that's one thing I love about it. The sense of humor, the sense of sensuality, uh, you know, it's a, it's a country where women, obviously there's, there's very much a focus on women's beauty here, which is obviously good and bad for women. You know, the beauty pageants, the hair, the makeup, like all the things that come along with being a Colombiana, which I imagine many women don't want to partake in that, but many do. So it's a very feminine um, culture in that way, I think, in, in a kind of old... And, and- yeah, and and I, and I guess uh, a thing, but then a feminine thing. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I guess, um, um, you know, culturally speaking, I guess uh, Colombian society by large is is a, a female dominant society, yeah. uh, is which is quite interesting uh, in nowadays. You know, especially in these days. Yeah, <laughs> you, you see the role of you know. Um, I just remember the, the movie Encanto, you know, where yeah. you know, grandmas play a huge role in in family and, and you know, it's a very matriarchal uh, society. And I mm. guess that, that's, that's what also makes uh, Colombian women particularly special. Um, but, but yeah, I think it, it goes across the whole society, you know, feeling a little bit more relaxed, uh, enjoying yeah. life, these sort of things. And I think that but probably because for so long Colombia had, and still has so many problems that I think if you focused on those, you'd be miserable, right? So I think that there's this the beautiful thing about Colombians is that they care about all those things and they're passionate about protests and all of those things. But just as they're passionate about a bajonato or candy or panaderia, you know what I mean? Like there's no you don't sit on the fence with anything in Colombia. It's you either love a fruit or you hate that fruit. You either love that singer or you hate that singer and it's happening right now with jay balvin like he's one of the, i think he's one of the best things that's happened to colombian perception in years but he's getting so much hate from from you know from this resident yeah. thing and it's yeah, really yeah. Yeah. there's too much too much skin in walls for everyone too pa- too passionate uh, you know we it's quite ironic because you you said uh, you know women are more playful, more relaxed, but at the same time, these little things we get so passionate about it, and we yeah we we turn these little things into very divisive topics yeah. uh, within family, and this is not involving any politics or anything. No, like that. that's what I mean. It's everything. It's not just a political thing. Like in Australia, it's like people are, po- are passionate about sports and are passionate about politics. You know. And here it's passionate about every single thing from the candy to the songs to the cities in Colombia to the accents. You know, everyone's got a strong opinion, which does make it a great audience because you're getting lots of input and lots of feedback. Whereas Australians do sit more back and 
Oh yeah, like if I drew about Australian sayings, people would might some people might say, "Oh, that's funny," but they wouldn't get the same engagement that Colombians have because I think Colombians have got this sort of love affair with their own language and, and culture, which is just beautiful. I think I think it's a really beautiful thing. And I guess uh, you know probably you you've seen this um, through throughout your journeys in the country. There is a very strong sense of belonging to your region. Yeah. If, if you're in, in Medellin, in, in Quindío. It's countries, isn't it? It's, it's, and it's completely different to Australia. I mean, Australia is seven times as big as Colombia. But, I mean, you don't get that. I mean, we get it through sport. That's it. That's yeah. the only time we get it. We don't really get it through food as much. We don't get it through accents and stuff as much. We just get it through footy. And that's it, you know, rugby or whatever it is. So I think Colombia, it's like... It's so much more a thing. And I think it is geographical, isn't it, because of the mountain ranges and, and how the country's separated in these different areas by forests and mountains and an ocean and, and that kind of stuff. So, so um, I want to dig a little bit deeper on your artistic career. Um, so when did it all start and how do you end up in, you know, in this, um, in this social media world? I, I guess we all sort of stumble into this but but uh tell us a little bit more about your your career um as an artist so uh throughout my childhood i was always drawing so that was my first passion was was drawing so um then i moved into animation in my teenage years and then that throughout my 20s i was making animated films directing them writing them and then i started to write some feature films and that kind of thing and um then the company that i was running with four other guys like it was like had some financial problems and we sort of reshaped and i left at that stage because i didn't want to work on video games which is what the future of the company was heading towards video games and i didn't really care for video games that much so i just wanted to be a filmmaker so i thought well i'll just do my own thing and then it was like starting again because you're thinking okay now how am i going to earn money how am i going to um establish myself and get that respect that I had in the film world with my other films and the illustration. And um, <clears throat> it took me a bit of time, but then I realized I could make money from, from drawing, not just through animation. And it was, it was, a, it was much easier. So I started drawing, you know, different commissions and stuff for people, which I hadn't really done that much, but it was cool because you could pay your rent through doing what you love. And that grew and grew and grew and Instagram um, at that time, you know, this is like 2014, I was on Instagram and started using it more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And then um, that grew over the, the next few years. And as I traveled, I got more followers and and that kind of stuff. And yeah, I look at it now and I look at my Instagram follower number. And I think like when I came to Columbia, I had 5,000 followers or something. And now I've got like over 60,000 and most of them are Colombian. So... Wow. Colombians, when they love something on social media, <laughs> like anything, they will they will throw their arms around it and just, you know, grab it. And then someone said to me, oh, it'd be interesting, like, you know, if you were Colombian, would you get the same popularity? Would you get the same input and that kind of stuff? And I thought, well, if I was Colombian, maybe I wouldn't be drawing about these things. Yeah, you know? which is which is ironic and, and, and at the same time is, is upsetting because yeah. – we should do more. I, I'm pretty sure you you have a 
come across so many Colombians telling you, oh, wow, I didn't know about this. Did they actually yeah. get educated or informed through yeah. your drawings? Because I think a lot of Colombians, they'll either draw about that stuff in a kind of a, like it's like touristic, like souvenirs, you know, which is which is nice, but that's not what I was interested in. I was more interested in getting into the, you know, deep into the, the language and the culture and the relationships and, and the things that makes people tick and and every day I'm learning new expressions. I mean, every time I do one of these call outs in my stories, you know, mas peligroso que dot 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 finish this sentence, I get fifty or sixty responses of different ones. And then within some there's, you know, variations. So like I'll and, get like, and probably they said, no, this is not the right way to say it. We say right it this way. in Medellin we say this way. <laughs> How do I do this? Do I okay? So what I normally do is I the ones that had the most responses, they're the ones that are the most typical, most common. That's what happens. You see one, one or two that are like really like this, and then all these other funny ones which might have two or three people telling you them, but they're just as funny and just as good to draw. So I've got this pad, and I just I've just scrolled every single response, and I haven't even touched on all of them yet, but. I've I've got enough drawings to to last me a lifetime, I think, <laughs> from just from those. <laughs> so, uh, out of everything that you've seen uh, that you've experienced in Colombia, um, have you found a um, like a sweet spot, uh, a favorite place that uh, that you think, oh wow, like this is this yeah, is my place? Yeah, I mean, there's look, there's so many, and they're so different. That's why it's so hard to pick. But I think. The reason I like I love Bogota is because um, you know it's it's a big city, so you've got all of the the benefits of being in a big city: restaurants, shops, cafes, movie theaters. You know, there's so many movie theaters; it's great. Um, and uh, the airport, you know, you can fly not only internationally, but you can fly to any Colombian capital from Bogota. It's the only city in Colombia where you can do that. So that's a really special thing about it. But then you've got the natural things, you know. Uh, half an hour you're in Guatavita or you're in um, La Chorrera, like the waterfalls, and uh, three hours you're in Boyacá. So it's a cool, it's a really cool city. I think it's really underrated, and I think that um, it gets a lot of flack from Colombians, you know, and I think that, oh, it's cold. And I mean, for me as an Australian, like I was so sick of the heat that living in, living in a city where it's like between 10 and 18 every day is, is heaven for me. Is heaven. <clears throat> I guess. I guess the the temperature will be the least of the concerns. Uh, uh, yeah. I always say that I escaped the country because of the traffic. Oh yeah, the traffic's terrible. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. Traffic's the Bogota traffic is on a Sunday. It's fine, but it's like yeah, yeah. But oh, well, it depends where you, we're coming back from Guatavita the other day, and you know, it took us three or four hours to get back. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's crazy. But I love that. To, I love it as a city to live. Yes. As far as cities that are special and or locations, I mean, like I said before, Caquetá is incredibly magical. Um, I also loved uh, Caldas. Like there's just some locations there which blew me away. I mean, it looks like Switzerland, but in Colombia. And that's no exaggeration. I mean, you, in Manizales, like I didn't – no one told me Manizales was like literally on the top of a mountain. You know, did you fly there or did you drove? <clears throat> no, I, I drove there from um, Pareda. So I'd landed in Pareda and then drove to Manizales and I'm like, wow, like this is a really beautifully located 
city, you know, and it gets, I think it gets, like, again, it gets flack for being cold and ugly and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, it's got that amazing church, the amazing Gothic cathedral. The views are, I mean, I think the views in Manizales are better than any other city in Colombia. So Caldas was amazing. The whole coffee, coffee region uh, was incredible. And then you've got, you know, Cartagena, which is super, super special, and Medellin, which is really cool. So, and Boyacá. I mean, how can I forget Boyacá? So I think for me, the beachy places, because I'm from Australia, it's like they're not the places that jump into my mind first because I grew up yeah. in beach country. But it's the mountains and the jungles and, and these sort of things that stick out in my head in, in Colombia. No, but that, I think... That, that, Loves the beach. Everyone, everyone in Colombia goes to Santa Marta, Cartagena, and they don't want to go to the jungle. They don't want to go to the, you know, the plains. Yeah, what's what's on your uh, in your pipeline in terms of projects? Um, uh, you mean to do with Colombia or just in general? General, uh, from your general. artistic point of view. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I'm working on a series of of ten children's books uh, that have been written in Singapore by a a company there, so I'm illustrating them. So that's sort of, that's my uh, bread and butter is, is doing those sort of jobs, which is cool. And also that helps because, you know, if you're earning a foreign currency living in Colombia, it's like, you know, it actually is, it's like a really good situation. <laughs> so I do a few Colombian jobs here and there, but the money is usually smaller and um, yeah, like people aren't willing to part with as much uh, money for what they get. Yeah. as do in the USA or Australia or Europe. Um, but I'm also writing a, I'm starting to write a movie that I'd love to um, direct in Colombia someday. I don't know when that would be, but yeah, a live action movie. So it's not, not animated, it's actually real. So real locations, real people, real actors. But that's got a long way to go because I've still got to finish the script. But that's kind of a passion project. And, um, and then, you know, the other projects are, the ones I do on Instagram, they're the ones I really enjoy on a daily basis, you know. Is there any particular, um, you know, what's the favorite piece that you have uh, uh, produced? That I've produced, I, I, I'm looking at it now, I've got a framed version of it, it's called Jungle Jesus, and it was like a drawing that was inspired by when I was traveling through Kakata, I saw those uh, statues on the sides of the road of, of um, the G baby Jesus, you know, the Nino Divino or whatever it's called. Nino Dios. Yeah, Nino Dios. And, you know, we don't have those in Australia on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Like it was sort of like, oh, I'd seen them around Colombia. And then I'm like, just, but to see it in the jungle was like, this is so interesting because you've got this really spiritual indigenous culture. And then you've got this very kind of Western idea of religion. And they were kind of, and I, so I drew this picture that was, inspired by it where I've got the statue and it's surrounded by, you know, vines and jungle and monkeys and toucans and, and that kind of stuff. And, and, and I, I really like how it turned out. Like it wasn't necessarily the most popular one I'd on done on Instagram because it was a little bit different to my um, other ones. But I think as an image, it captures Columbia for me. It's just like, it's a bit wild, but also it's really wholesome and quite religious. <laughs> you know, it's got this weird, thing and i think that captures colombians doesn't it are you planning to to come back to australia just for visit or yeah yeah i'd love to visit um obviously it's open now i believe yes yes but the tickets are still you know it's it's, yeah. it's, it's seriously expensive so when i 
when I can get a ticket that's um, reasonable price, I'd love to um, probably after I've got my visa, you know, because I want to get that. I want to kind of milk everything I can out of my time in Colombia, and then once I've got my new visa, then maybe I'll, I'll go home for a few weeks or something. But I, I think about it sometimes, and I think, like, I really miss my family. Like, that's what I miss the most, you know. I miss my nephews. I miss my parents and stuff. But um, I think, like, I, I'm really interested to see how I'll feel when I'm back there because, you know, I get such a great response here from people and people are like happy I'm here and not I feel I feel like loved you know what I mean and I think in Australia yes I feel loved by my family but by everyone else I think oh they won't even notice you know what I mean it's like <laughs> and I'll probably feel a bit like I'll miss Colombia I think I'll miss Colombia when I'm there I, I really I'm trying to think of how my where my mind is at and I think yeah all the People who are special in my life, most of them are in, in Colombia or if they're Australians, they're living in other countries. So, yeah, uh, no, I, I completely understand. Yeah. And I, I could be, go back to Colombia. I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I think Colombians have a stronger link with Colombia than, than perhaps Australians do with Australia. Um, so maybe it's a bit different because all the Colombians I know that come back here, it's like they don't want to leave. They come back and then they cry and they, they don't want to leave. Have you been able? Uh, I want to. I want to to ask you a bit more about uh, the Australian community in in Colombia. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to to meet people and lots? Yeah, lots, I mean, lots they're of my most passionate followers is the, is the Colombians in Australia because they're because they feel a kinship with me being <laughs> Australian. So they're like, oh, you know, Eddie, you know. So, and then they they're really happy that I'm showing. As showing what I'm drawing about Colombia, and um, I mean, when I started drawing about Colombia, I thought, oh, I'd love to do this to show the world how how fascinating, beautiful, and colourful and diverse Colombia is. But as it turns out, it doesn't sort of work like that. Like the more Colombian content I draw, the more Colombians follow me, and the less other people from other countries interact with me. Right. Almost becomes irrelevant to them. Like they don't because they haven't been here. They don't have any connection with it. So they just go, oh, whatever. You know, so I, I lost a bunch of followers who were sort of people who were following me from other countries or from Australia. And I started more I drew about Colombia. They they just didn't want a, a piece of it. So yeah. that's another interesting thing that can happen. But I, I meant to ask you about um, <coughs> Australians in Colombia. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I think you meant no, Colombia. No, no. Not really. No. Like I think, I think. Do I know of any? Clearly not. You would have remembered. <laughs> I know one. I know one. Uh, I haven't met up with them or anything, but yeah. And I think it's that thing. Like I click with Colombians so well. And in Australia, I clicked with certain people, but in general, I felt like I was a bit different or like weird compared to them or just, I just didn't feel like I was one of them sometimes. Then I came here and I'm like, oh, I feel like one of these. I feel like one of these people, and which is really weird because I wasn't born here. But I feel like, I feel like my spirit and my soul is, is um, it's it feels more akin to a Colombian person than than Australian. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but um, that's just that's just what it is. 
some some of the things that we we don't know how to explain we don't know we don't understand how they happen but it just happened i don't know if it's coincidence i don't know if it's learned behavior or what but i mean there's no one in my family history from latin america so it's not like i've got any blood from here you know but maybe there's more than that maybe there's more to life than just flesh and bone and maybe there's things that we can't know that are could be spiritual or they could be astral or that you know like people believe in star signs well that's the same isn't it it's, it's something yeah definitely and and now that sort of the pandemic is is Why? <laughs> yeah. hibernating hibernating yeah exactly yeah. have you been uh, have you been able to notice the difference um what is the people, the attitude uh, on the streets? Because I know you spend a lot of time traveling, uh, you know, visiting different places around the country. So that gives you uh, not only a front seat as yeah. to see how people is reacting to to this disaster over the last two years. Um, yeah. And I'm curious because mm. Colombians are, and we are proud of ourselves of calling ourselves you know resilient uh, and you know people that despite uh, the big number of of problems that the country has faced uh, you know we keep pushing and pushing uh, people say that we are one of the happiest countries in the world uh, so i'm curious about that because you know if i talk to my family Oh, people, yeah, they might get an idea from their small circle, their small universe, but but you're in a privileged position. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think when the first, when it all happened first, Colombians were paranoid. I mean, there was a sense of, you know, the, the, the feeling was if you went outside, you would die. That That's the way I felt here. And I knew it wasn't like that, but it was like super paranoid. I was on the coast and everyone was was very, the, the doormen were really paranoid and really, you know, the kind of thing. Uh, apparently in Bogota, it was a, like a little bit more like people would sort of bend the rules, you know. So there was, and then as it went on, parties started to happen. Colombians went back to their usual ways of, you know, late night drinking and partying and uh, with families and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it sort of, that sort of happened. But I think here people wear their masks. I mean, you know, you don't you don't have to wear masks on the street and uh, outdoors anymore here, since uh, the other day. But I still see people doing it. You know, and um, every time you get into an Uber, you've got to wear your mask. You walk into a shop, all this kind of stuff. So that's, I think they're very obedient. Actually, I thought that they'd be more like rebellious, but I think in general people seem pretty obedient. Some it depends on where you go. Like Caquetá, like in Florencia, I went out on a Saturday night. I mean there was people in clubs, no one was wearing a mask. And I said to the guy, why is, like, why is no one wearing a mask? He's like, oh, there's not many cases here in, in Florencia. And there wasn't. There was just not many cases because you don't get that huge influx of people from yeah. Bogota going to Florencia or tourists. And that's where that's where it spreads, right? So, yeah, Florencia was kind of <laughs> a good place to be. <laughs> but, yeah, Medellin, Bogota, um, the bigger cities, I think it's – still like people like, i know people who lost you know grandparents uncles cousins all that kind of stuff so i think the the impact of death uh mortality really really did affect um people particularly in bogota you know such a big city <clears throat> whereas in australia it's a it's kind of a mythical idea that someone would die that you'd know from covid whereas most people here know someone's dad or someone's uncle or someone's grandfather or grandmother or 
that's that's another difference, isn't it? So that's why you don't get the huge protests for the vaccinations here. When when they released the vaccines here, everyone was lining up to get it because yeah. they want to die. I saw yeah. my brother die. I saw my uncle die. Whereas in Australia, it's like it's sort of so first world and so privileged that people don't live on top of one another. They don't live five, six people to a, to a small apartment. That they have that idea that, oh, why are we having to do this? Why are we having to do that? This thing's not as bad as it seems. And it's like, no, well, depends where you live. And now, yeah. now Australia, because of that, you know. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's the reality, you know. Um, it's, it's a pandemic, but it, it comes in different shapes and forms uh, for Places. each country around the world. And then, yeah, like I say, different cities, different towns, different places within countries, you know. Yeah. Um, um, Eddie, I wanted to also ask you, um, I'm aware of the time, but uh, wanted to ask you more about your your views on, on some other Colombian or Australian artists. Uh, I mean, uh, your insights, you know, your community, uh, what are some of the, the key elements of people uh, that you have been able to come across in, in these last two years in Colombia? What is the artist scene in Colombia like and, and how different uh, is it from from the Australian? Um, I think Bogota is a very uh, artistic city. You know, it's a city of, of musicians and, and painters and graffiti artists and, and uh, writers and filmmakers and stuff. So <clears throat> this city is, is a great city for artists. Um, and I think Medellin has also got that scene as well. But I think here I found an amazing uh, artist called Manifesto seventy seventy nine. I think he goes by, and he's he did this beautiful um, designs and, and illustrations. And I actually got him to design my um, my new logo, my branding, because I didn't want to do it myself. I wanted kind of someone else's eyes to. So I got him to do it, and he just did such a great job. And um, it's such a great aesthetic style and, and this kind of stuff. So, yeah, and there's an animation studio I worked with here to make a little animated short that was funded from Australia for a big project. But I, all the animation was done in, in Bogota. So, and I'm work, I just worked on another little animated project with another animator in Bogota. It was a, di a different guy. So, I've yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Like, it's, it's a big country as far as, People, so you know, within fifty million people, you've got some serious talent that people don't necessarily know about. You know, in other yeah, we need to do much, much more and uh, and better at promoting. Yeah, promoting. There's so much talent here, so much talent. Is is it too different from from your time that you spent here in Australia in the artist scene? Uh, yeah, it's very different. I think it feels like here it feels more political. Definitely more like. There's like a there's a bit more like an edge to it, you know what I mean? Like graffiti art and this kind of stuff. It's, it's really kind of got something behind it. Um, people die. Most of the artists that you see here aren't just painting pretty pictures. They're doing it with a reason, paranormal or or feminism or something. Yeah, they're more more activist like. Uh, they're more activists. It's a country of activists. Whereas Australia feels like people have the privilege and the money and the time to kind of do whatever they want. So you get all kinds of art, good or bad, but, um, and there can be a level of pretension to it sometimes, I think in Australia, which is, 
So the good side of Australian art is that there's some very talented, amazing artists, but the bad side is, I guess, the pretentiousness that can go along with that, um, which I don't find as much here. Like, I don't think it feels, art doesn't feel pretentious here to me. It feels very gritty and very, yeah, like from a place of truth, which is really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I guess. I get... Not really gritty either, but, you know, like I think maybe that's why Colombians like my stuff because it's quite different to Colombians' stuff. You know, it's not the same. It's... Yeah. yeah, there is, um, I think there is, uh, art is definitely one of the channels and in which uh, people ventilate and find a way to, to right. ventilate their ideas, their thoughts yeah. about uh, the myriad of, of issues that might yeah. happen in the country. So many issues here that it's like, if you are an artist and you're Colombian, you can't avoid that. It's just part of your DNA. Whereas as an Australian, for a different kind of, um, I know that there's problems, but I don't necessarily want to draw about those problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. that's my place. So that's why I draw about things that are more um, joyful and more kind of cheeky or that kind of thing because I think people need an escape as well. Like, art isn't always political or powerful. Sometimes it can be powerful in the fact that it makes you laugh or, you know, it makes you think, oh, yeah, like, think about something in a different way. And that's why I really enjoy doing it. It is, uh, and you know that hence the the reception that your your art pieces uh, received, <laughs> and and you know hence the the obvious the the loved and appreciation that Colombians have expressed to mm -hmm. you, yeah. and and you know we couldn't be more grateful to to have someone like you, um, you know, reminding us about all the beautiful, the cheeky, the interesting, Funny. the flavory things that, that yeah. Colombia has to offer. Yeah, because it's like, it's it's the least boring country I, I've ever come across. That's, I, that's <laughs> why I love it. You can't really be bored in Colombia. Like, even if you really <laughs> want to be bored, it's kind of difficult. There's always something happening. There's always, You go outside, like even today, like my street is a really quiet street in Telsoquillo, right? It's a really beautiful area. But today, you know, a taxi hit a car just, and I could hear it. Like, that's so Colombian. Yeah, okay, there's a car crash. Another day, there was a bomb squad on my street because uh, one of the establishments on this street was owned by an ex-FARC um, guy. <laughs> Someone had left some sort of bomb device. I, you know, I don't think he's a quiet street anymore. It is, it's like, just out the front of my house, another guy had his, like, necklace yanked off him by a guy on a motorcycle. So it's like, you know, I'm still in Colombia and I'm not sort of thinking it's all roses and candy, you know what I mean? But yeah. even those things, it's like, it's it's real. They're very real things. And and you, you can't be bored. I mean, it, it's it's a country where I, yeah, I... I think even if you're out in the jungle and you're out in the forest or whatever, it's it's not boring because it's serene and it's beautiful. Whereas um, I think about Australia, sometimes I think sometimes it can just be like dull, you know, like because people don't have that same crazy <laughs> craziness that Colombians have. <laughs> so everyone's quite normal, you know what I mean? Like whereas here, yeah. like you get your normal people, but then you get all these other sort of wildness that's going on. <laughs> And I mean, I'm, I feel really boring compared to Colombians sometimes, like when they want to party all night or listen to music 
full blast in the four in the morning. I'm just like, I haven't got that in me. You know, I don't have that. Yeah, not yet. It's not, growing. It's growing. I feel like an old man sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, turn this music down. <laughs> but, um, and I haven't even experienced dancing in a, in a, in a Colombian club yet because of COVID. And all I want to do is go and, you know, like dance to reggaeton and dance salsa and dance all these things with, with, you know, a room full of people, but I'm still so hesitant because of Omicron and, and all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to your drawings. Once you have done your dancing and, and all your clubbing, uh, I think you will get <laughs> whole a source of inspiration. I know. Pareo Intenso. I think it's going to be <laughs> Donate. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, it's been an absolute pleasure and, and always delightful to, to have you. Thank you. Fingers crossed we will get this recording yes. published, not like the other one, but but yeah. I, I really, I really appreciate it. And on behalf of, of the, the entire team, uh, you know, people producing Jose, the Ethan, the guys that are, you know, editing the episode and, and the rest of the team, please um, accept our biggest, biggest appreciation for your time, our oh, yeah. gratitude. Yes, and we look forward to, to see you soon. Um, we will be posting uh, the episode and uh, we'll probably also include some of the links to your, to your beautiful art pieces. Cool. Thank you. Thank you again. Right. Thanks uh, for your time. Thank you for listening to the Australia-Colombia Dialogue Podcast. If you like this episode, please share, leave a comment, review the show on iTunes, Spotify, or in your favorite podcast app. You can find more about the dialogue at allscoldialogue.org. That is A-U-S-C-O-L dialogue.org. Or on any of our social media platforms where you can also connect with our team. Our show is presented to you by Cesar Alvarez, Produced by Jose Ruiz and edited by Ethan McMaster. This is the Australia Columbia Dialogue, advancing and promoting our country's bilateral relations.